enjoy the film. You want butter on your popcorn? The theater will be ready in a second. So, uh, big news. Steve's in jail. Steve is in jail. Yep. Case closed. Case closed. Hook him and book him, boys. Mm-hmm. Take him away. All mm-hmm. thanks to us and our mystery task force. Mm. Yep. I I didn't contact anyone in the... I didn't contact anyone about what we speculated. No, they, they pretty much had the right idea since the beginning. Yeah, no, they yeah. They, they, they had it. They had yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so Steve burned, attempted to burn down the theater mm-hmm. across town yep. using Greg's magnifying glass and Greg's magazine. Mm-hmm. While he was at work. Yeah, while... he was also managing yep, that night. During my break. Yep. Yeah, because it would have been during during the day. He was there all day, but... Um, he I must mean, have case, away case closed, point. though, right? Yeah, yeah he yeah. must have, because he did it. Yep, yeah. Steve is uh, in jail. He had everything to gain and nothing to lose. I, tr- I mean, lose. our justice system is, like, above... <laughs> reproach you know like, yeah no there's there's I mean, they, justice in the world exactly and Especially. now we know now we have confirmation of that mm-hmm. justice thy name is timberdale pc pc P- oh yeah for police PD. cops <laughs> <laughs> timberdale yeah. police cops. they're not the smartest in the in the bunch but they are the most they caught steve they caught steve mm-hmm yeah so i guess that means lacy is now the full-time manager yeah lacy is now the full-time manager congrats to her Mm -hmm. well Uh, well done way to step up way to take advantage of a situation and use it for your own benefit exactly yeah you know i think we're all better for it yes seriously she's already started to uh started to do a bunch of really good things around this place yeah whereas whereas steve would never spend money on this theater i'd say Lacey is spending too much a bit too much one thing i gotta say is i I do make a lot less money without my snack hustle now she doesn't allow me that's right because steve didn't know about it the storeroom so i'm not keen on that I got a lot of subscribers who are. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten my, I haven't gotten my 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 bits. I How much have my... you spent at this point? I guess you, Far Henry, you probably know. Well, I mean, you, you have know, my I'm, card. I've got his card. I keep tabs on the whole situation. Okay, that's but, good. As long yeah. as someone's keeping track of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can give you your card back now that the nah. the service. Okay, all right. I'll hold on to it for safekeeping. Yeah, just in case. I've got other ones. I got a new name tag. I mean, nice. I, we all got new name tags. Yeah, they're nice and shiny. Yeah, they're they're made of metal. Uh huh. Which seems unnecessary. Which is weird. Like it's it's a bit high class. Yeah, it like really tugs down on my shirt. So like I'm always just having to rebutton <laughs> my re-button. top buttons because it keeps opening up. And which uh, I would have preferred new shirts over the new name tags, honestly. Because yeah, uh, yeah, same old shirts. All, all of my crew necks are becoming uh unex, if you know what I mean. <laughs> my polo shirt is getting polo poloed down. <laughs> Yeah. To the floor. Uh, yeah, just across the board, it's a nicer theater. It these really days. is. All the holes in the ceiling are being patched. Uh huh. So, James, if you're listening to the podcast, like, get out of there. You're about to be sealed inside. Yeah. Assuming you didn't die when you submerged yourself in chemicals to try to pickle yourself. <laughs> That's I, right. I have not heard of, from him since. That James night. is almost certainly dead. Yeah. But. <laughs> Now, I wonder if they'll find the corpse when they're rooting around up there to patch all the holes. Ah, that, that'll be an interesting day. Yeah. yeah theater B is now, uh, Theater 3 is no longer showing Pickle Hero on yeah. a loop. Lacey stopped that right away because that's just a baffling business decision from Steve. 
Yeah, there have been she, some she's changes. She's fixing a lot of things. She cleaned the uh, the the window at the uh, at the front booth. She cleaned the window so now I can actually see people. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you, it's different. Do you think it's... Steve knew about James the whole know. time? I mean, like they worked together, but I don't know but if that was he like five years ago. Knows he cl- climbed up into the ceiling and has been living there. I don't. I don't know what Steve thought. Steve right. was a mystery. Steve he was, was a, mystery. a mystery. I'm glad he's he in a prison. Apparently an arsonist. Yeah. yeah. With no prior history. I mean, the motives were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what other evidence do you really need? Yeah, exactly. Other than like maybe he might have wanted to do it. He may have wanted to. He clearly took your magnifying glass and your Playboy. No question about it. Anyway, uh, let's let's get the show underway. Um, I'm Henry Harrison. I'm Kyle McClinsky. I'm Greg Basil. And we're here to talk about a movie that was suggested by one of our listeners. Yes. That thing we've been asking people to do, a person did it. Oh hey, my god. Wouldn't it be nice if another person did it? That'd be pretty neat. I don't think we should. We'll see how okay. this goes. We shouldn't count our chickens like before we have eggs. Goad people on and like, push them to their limits. Exactly. But uh, let's... Uh, so the, we got a tweet um, oh. from uh, someone on Twitter... What was their name? Miguelon? Miguelon? Oh. Verano Toto. My apologies for our pronunciation of your name, but thank you for sending in uh, this week's movie. I, th- I think you got it pretty spot on. Uh, we all watched the movie. We did. We, uh, Greg, you found a copy of uh, The Wet and the Weariest. The Wet and the Weariest. This was an interesting one because um, it, it really took its toll on you. Like, you watch this movie and you feel weary after you watch it. Like, <laughs> honestly, mm-hmm. though. Um, it, it followed a crab boat fisherman mm-hmm. crew. Yeah, yeah. Four or five on this little boat and out in the middle of the Alaskan sea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got it. Out there. <laughs> yep. Crab fishing. The, bear, the Bering Strait, I believe the it's Bering called. The Bering Strait. Um. Well, let me tell you, I could barely get through this. Uh, <clears throat> Be nice. Someone suggested this movie for us. Terribly sorry, but I think it, I think it had a lot of really good elements in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sure, yeah. I think there are a lot of char- relatable characters. Um, yeah, but, but it's sort of yeah, it's it's sort of a uh, it's got a it's got a kind of Moby Dick factor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, As they were trying to find the uh, the great white crab. Yeah, it's got a, a pretty big dick factor. So so basically, yeah, we we were following this crew. Uh, the, the the main the captain of this mm-hmm. this crabbing vessel, um, whose name is is Edward, uh, and he had a crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, his first mate, Toby, and uh, then the crew, Moby, <laughs> and Doby. How many were there? There were five of them. There were five of them total. So we had the first mate and the captain. Talking to your mic. We had the first mate and the captain. We had Toby. We had Doby, and, and Moby we had Moby. Which also adds to the dick factor, Moby Dick. Exactly. Uh, yeah. A little nod to yeah. what uh, this is, seems to be loosely based on. Loosely based, loosely based. Um, so yeah, Edward, Edward uh, we start basically with Edward's first encounter with, with the giant crab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's done as sort of a flashback. He's a younger man. He's got, just, uh, he's got a nice pair of mutton, mutton chops. chops. <laughs> you know, he, he's a bright-eyed sailor mm-hmm. he's excited to to set off he's just gotten his first boat that's his own you know we get the idea that he's he's trained under a different captain and uh 
he's just been gifted that captain's boat. Yeah. Because, you know, his, his former captain is, is retiring. Yeah. Um, so he's setting out to sea alone because he's just going to, he's like, I'm going to go take a, take a, a, take a little time to myself. I'm going to get to know this boat. Float around the, the bay. Yeah. And then a, a, as he sets off, a thunderstorm gathers and then cut to him crashing over big waves and lightning and, and thunder. And then there's this big flash of lightning and silhouetted in the clouds is a huge crab. Cut to black. The opening credits start. Um, a little sea shanty is playing and we kind of see, uh, see Edward grow up. We come to this, this, the point in his life where he's kind of he's he's grown from this experience he's an older man Mm -hmm. he has his own crew now and um his his vessel has seen him through all these days Mm -hmm. this is you know they're making their their voyage out to catch crabs like they always have they have for for years and years he's a little he's a little gray in the mutton chops now but he's still got him and he's He's still got it he's he's aged the lines in his face are deeper but he's uh but we get the idea that the the sense that he's always kind of held this secret of the, the night where he saw the giant yeah, crab. Yeah, he saw the right. giant crab and he's 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 working towards that. He that's his goal, that's his end goal. Mm-hmm. That's his that's his, uh, his Moby Dick. So they they coming back with their haul from the from their days um crab mm-hmm. fishing. Yeah, crab right. fishing. They they they're pulling it in and the, and and once they get done with that, they go to the local tavern and they're having a few drinks. And they're overhearing, uh, uh, the captain is having a drink and everybody's having a good time. And he's overhearing from the captain uh, um, of another ship over. Right. And the, and the captain's saying about how they lost their ship. Their ship was taken from them and, and they, they were lucky to come into town. They were lucky to come into port at all. <laughs> and and, and he's, like, he's like, hold on. You're telling me that your ship was destroyed? Tell me how the ship was destroyed. And they're like, what's the craziest thing? This big fucking crab came out of the water and destroyed our ship. And the captain's like, Hey, fellas, let's get let's get on my ship and let's go out to this crab. We got to kill this crab. And everybody's like, "Sir, there is no crab. There is no crab." This is <laughs> yeah. crazy. And 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 the, and the, and he's like, "No, I just overheard." He's like, "I just heard from this crew over here and they look over, there's no one there's there." There's nobody there. They're like, "Sir, you're always just announcing that it's time to go kill a giant crab." Like, we're just we're just trying to make We're just trying to make me here, you know. We're just trying to make make a living. Yeah. And um he's the captain stays up all night thinking about this yeah. planning yeah. how to kill this crab mm-hmm. and so it's kind of left him mentally uh exactly exhausted yeah. he's he's he's, a, he's got he's got his map out and he's and he's uh, uh plotting a course and everything and he's going over all of his uh all of his tools and everything he's got the he's got the big nets and he's got a big harpoon and he's got mm-hmm. a big pair of crab crackers <laughs> crack the yeah he's got all this stuff and, and uh, he's loading it onto the boat and they're like sir this this net like we don't even use nets like this to catch crabs like the this holes in this really net are huge. huge so huge we literally can't catch anything with this and he's like well it's a big crab and they're like ah okay okay, okay. all right well, well this <laughs> is gonna be the big haul boys oh. like assuring them that they're gonna come out on top in this situation mm-hmm. And so they go out for their their day's journey, and again a thunderstorm. Oh my God, is that the south? <laughs> Fucking south. But anyway, they hey, go out Tommy. for their day's journey. <laughs> hey, Toby, Tommy. <laughs> I call him Toby. Toby's the other guy. Yeah, Toby's the guy on the the boat. Right. <laughs> so they go out for their day's journey, and a thunderstorm rolls in, mm-hmm. just as it did in the first. The first one, mm-hmm. and, and the we, captain sees this as an omen. Ed, yeah. Ed, yeah, Edward is like, 
This is it, boys. This is it, boys. It's happening again. The calm before the storm. And they're like, nope, no, the storm storms are it's <laughs> here. This is, this is very He's uncalm. like, I meant earlier when it was Sorry, calm. I should have said it earlier. That was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so he's, a, he's like, get ready, boys. It'll happen. And so so they, they, they're, like, they're like, well, I guess we, we really don't think that anything's going to happen, but we should probably be sure that we don't die out here in this storm. <laughs> right. And so they're, they're, they're keeping everything in order. Mm-hmm. And then out in the distance... Uh, Edward says, uh, says, there she blows. You see a big claw. A big claw. Coming out of the, coming out of the water. Yeah. And the men on the boat are like, what the I don't... hell was that? <laughs> also, there she blows doesn't apply in this situation. Yeah, that's more like whales. <laughs> and um, he, the captain makes a course straight for the, what, what they saw. Mm-hmm. And the crew's like, no, Captain, like, we, you've... Yeah, if no. that is what it looks like, we cannot go to it. <laughs> and uh, the Captain's like, well, if you guys aren't going to go with me, then I'm going to get on this dinghy here, and I'm going to paddle out there mm. by myself. He's like, sir, you can't go out there alone. And he's in like, the all the this... glory for me, then. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and the first mate's like, god damn it. All right, I'll go with you, sir. I'll go with you. Uh, and and they they call to the they call to the crew. They're like, "Hey, keep the ship uh, here or something as as best as you can." <laughs> I know we're in the midst of a, of, of a, a storm. storm. <laughs> Drop anchor and just hang tight. <laughs> See if you can do something with that. Uh, uh, so they 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 go out and they check it out, and they find there just an iceberg. Right. It's just a big. It's a big huge block of ice. And and, and, and yeah, he's he's like, no, this. I swear it was it was a claw. It was a claw. And, and the first mate's like, look, sir, calm down. We all thought that it was a claw. It looked rather claw-like, but now you can see it's just ice. And keep in mind, they're shouting this over the noise of a storm. We're, exactly. Are we're, we're keeping it very, very yeah, we're, we're mellowing it down a bit. And, and the captain's like, no, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. And as, as, as he's screaming about knowing what he saw, the first mate turns the, uh, turns the little dinghy around and starts mm-hmm. going back to the ship. Mm-hmm. And they look back at the ship. And he's like, I see the front of the ship. And then he moves, he points way over to the right and he goes, and there's the back? And we realize that the ship has it's been ripped in ripped half. Ripped in half. Perhaps clawed oh, in half. I don't know what the word would be. So they paddle over in their dinghy and all the all the passengers of the the boat are fine. They they climb in the dinghy with them. Yeah, and, they're, um, they're like they're like, golly, it's a good thing that you came over that you you came back at the time you did. Uh, our boat was just ripped asunder like this, and, and they're like, "Well, by what?" They're like, "We don't we don't know how it, how it happened. We had all gathered at, at the front of the ship uh, because because Toby thought he saw a mermaid, yeah, which turned out to just be some some seaweed in a, a plastic bag. But while we were up there, the back of the ship." We came back to look for the back of the ship, and it was gone. And it was gone. And, and Edward and Edward says, uh, Edward the captain, he's like, he's like, it's toying with us, boys. It's toying with us. Mm-hmm. Everybody but the captain wants to go back to shore. Uh-huh. They're like, this is this is insane. Like we're out here in a storm in a dinghy. Our our boat was just snapped in half. How do you think we're gonna survive out here in this tiny little boat? Mm-hmm. And the captain's like, no, we're too small for the crab to catch us. And so he orders everybody to grab one of the oars Mm because there's two oars. So everybody grabs half of each side and they're, they're paddling around. It's a very wide circle to go as quickly as they can, which is to outmaneuver the crab. Exactly. 
two on one or two on the other or and edward's just you know he's Keep, being but he's, he's striking that pose on the front of the boat yeah exactly you see classic george washington yeah uh, so the boat is whipped around. And they're they're just rowing for their lives. They, no one knows where they're trying to no get. Yeah, they lost sight of land. Seashore at this point, and they mm. suddenly run aground on a small island, small deserted island. And they're like, "Well, we just we need to stay here until the storm passes over." Yeah, because we literally we can't even find anything. Yeah, so. so they flip the dinghy over and they all huddle beneath it. They light a fire in there, which isn't safe. That's not safe. They all just are yeah, they, there, they're, shivering, they're all, they're all and shivering there, speculating. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what could it be? What could it have been? And and uh, uh, Moby, he's saying, he's saying, no, it couldn't have been a crab. Maybe it was just a big, huge crash of lightning. Maybe it Maybe snapped some the ship sort of in half. Giant whale. And and <laughs> and if it's a giant whale, let's name it after me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Moby, shut up! It wasn't a whale. That's ridiculous. Oh, man, you're such now a back dick. to the theory about the crab. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're they're like that until sun rises the next morning and the storm has passed. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to explore the island. And they're they're wandering around and they're finding no plant life, no you know they're just like a sand layer on top, wet uh-huh. sand on top, mm-hmm. and they're like hard ground and they're just wondering like what like what is this? What is, this? what is this place? They come they stumble upon this big lump in the sand mm-hmm. and they're like well let's just uncover what this is. It might be a rock. Maybe we can you know figure out where we are like the sun casts a shadow on this maybe we can figure out we don't really need an excuse to do it yeah. let's just so, uncover let's just this they uncover it something to do and it's red on the back and they're like it's red ground they're so confused what is this made of and they come around to the other side and it's just a big eye looking at them yeah it, it like blinks open you're like what the hell this island's got an eyeball on it <laughs> They're not quick on the uptake. No. no. They're, they're like, Toby, shut up. This is obviously some big-ass crab. And so so, they, so uh, Edward, Edward's like, I knew it! He grabs a big knife, and he starts going after this, cra- uh, go, going after this crab's eye. But it's the knife is too small. It's not really penetrating much. It's just making the crab mad. The crab starts writhing around. Mm-hmm. And they're like, stop it! Edward, stop it! We're on the crab! Don't don't kill it! Like we we need this to live right now. But he's not he's not thinking he's about not that. He just wants the crab dead now. And his harpoon, his net, all that stuff was on the boat. Uh huh. The big crab cracker. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So he he's only got his knife and his crew to try to battle this crab. Yeah. And battle that crab, they do. They do. And that and that battle rages for a wee bit. It's a it's a nice little scene. It shows a nice little bit of teamwork there. Yeah, they grab the oars from the boat and from like the dinghies. Mm-hmm. They start ripping the dinghy apart for wood, which isn't good. It's not a good it's idea. Not that's smart. Their only, that's, that's the, the, the only way they're going to get away. But. They kill the crab. The crab is dead. At yeah, this they, point. they stab the, the yeah. crab and and the crab dies. And um, they're left on this island with no dinghy now. Well, on this crab, on this, this big huge crab, crab corpse. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how do how do we get the crab back to shore now mm-hmm. and edward's just like well i hadn't really thought about that um i'm all wet and i'm pretty damn tired i did i honestly didn't think i'd get this far <laughs> and the crew's like well you kind of fucked us on this one but yeah. <laughs> they, they kind of sit there for a wee bit just trying to think of something to do mm-hmm. uh, uh um doby he, he goes over and he takes some of the wood from the from the dinghy and he starts he sets a fire mm-hmm. uh, and he's like maybe somebody will see this and they're like man that smells really good it smells delicious <laughs> and they start uh, uh, they they crack open 
the crab where they where they were smashing and everything. Yeah. And the crabs open. They they start eating a bit of crab. It tastes pretty good. A little smokiness from the uh, from the dinghy wood. A little good stuff there. And the scene just sort of fades out. Mm-hmm. We then get a, a title card that says, 10 years later." And we're back on shore. And uh, we're seeing the, the lapping waves of, of the, the water on the shore. Uh-huh. And then uh, the crab washes ashore. And all the men are still alive on this crab. On this crab. The whole top of it has been cracked open, and they've eaten pretty much all the meat that yeah. there is. They've, uh, fashioned, they've fashioned hats and armor <laughs> out of the crab's yeah, the, shell. Uh, Edward's mutton chops are the biggest we've seen them. And they're white at they this point. They go down, uh-huh. down to his knees. Yeah. But he still hasn't grown anything el- anywhere else. No. He, well, he's been shaving with p- parts of the crab. Right. Parts of the crab claw that they, they broke they apart. They chipped out. So they wash ashore. Um, the crab takes up the whole beach mm-hmm. um, and just kind of gets wedged in between t- two cliff faces. Yeah. And they're like, where did we end up? Like, where... They... they can barely form sentences at this point they have had no human contact outside of themselves they ran out of things to talk about years ago so they just stopped talking yeah they just stopped talking they just started eating crab Mm -hmm. they see grass for the first time they've probably ever they live in alaska like this is (laughs) (laughs) um and they they climb on shore and they they just step their feet onto the, the the shore and they're like just appalled at what it what it feels like to be yes. on solid land and not living on a crab <laughs> appalled they're like they're like, horrified this is disgusting <laughs> they've just become so accustomed yeah. to crab they're, life they're, they're like they're like, they're like, like they're... all ground should be hard mm-hmm. and edible <laughs> they start trying to eat the grass and they're like this tastes this terrible does not taste like crab <laughs> And they start lighting fires, trying to cook like rocks and, yeah. and, and dirt. Like, what's going on here? So, the, so they, uh, uh, so they're 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 sitting there and they're and they're slowly starting to get conversation back. They're like, "What the fuck is going on here? Why is this so weird?" Let and they're me... like, "Ah, that's right. I remember when when we didn't eat what we stood on. Like that. That's yeah. right. That, Do you remember? It's all coming back to them, and they're kind of they're they're reconnecting with their." Alaskan roots, and then we then we see uh, uh, then we see some 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 people starting to come over, and they they're like, "What in the fuck is this? That's one big ass crab!" Mm-hmm. And and uh, and so many people are coming up to them, being like, "Tell us your story, tell us your story," and they're they're kind of recounting the story and remembering as they go, and they're like, "Wait, where's there's another guy? Where's Moby?" And they're like, "Oh, that's right, we killed him in the in the crab meat war, <laughs> you know, six years back." Six years back, when he was trying to hoard all the meat and that's why they fashioned all that armor because they had had some battle on exactly. the back of this crab. Little, these little bits and pieces of their memories are forming again and they're you know putting together their memoirs essentially mm-hmm. and um they're kind of hailed as heroes in the mm-hmm. town because mm-hmm. this is like a, a big crabbing town like this is like their main import is crab mm-hmm. right so when you know they bring brought back the biggest crab that anybody has ever seen they are definitely like they're heroes and they are treated as such within the town but they don't feel like heroes the 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 pain that they've experienced over these 10 years is kind of wearing on them mm-hmm. and it pushes them to um feel feel certain things that are like beyond what a normal person are, are capable of feeling they feel out of place it's like it's like they've had this amazing 
a harrowing experience and they come back and everyone's like you've been through a lot and they're like you have no idea it's just like they have this bond now where they lived on the back of a giant crab in the <laughs> middle of the sea for 10 years no one can understand that and they feel this sort of distance between them yeah. and everyone around them yeah so they uh yeah they kind of just reclude they they become reclusive yeah they they all sort of split up they mm-hmm. all kind of go off on their own and uh and it isn't until one night the fo- the following summer we we cut to the beach and uh we see edward and he walks out onto the beach and the, the crab carcass is is still it's there, still there. It's, you know it's it's been uh written on by people you know with their names and a heart you know it's yeah. become this like this this tourist attraction there's a plaque that explains the whole story and he's looking at it and he's kind of thinking back and then then out of the darkness here comes toby here comes the first mate <laughs> here comes the other one Toby. that, that yeah Toby. Toby. because moby died yeah moby's dead dick and they're like so you're you're here too and they they all kind of had that that the recognition nod it's the like, it's the anniversary of the the day they they came back mm-hmm. they washed back a bush and so they all sort of have this bonding moment looking at this giant crab and, and kind of like what it's become and wordlessly edward climbs inside of the crab mm-hmm. and uh kind of nuzzles his way into the meat back kind of where he used to sleep mm-hmm. and you know the others follow suit you know it takes a little bit to you know to get them involved like they're they're a little hesitant at first but then they're like you know, this is the only place. This is home. <laughs> this is where we belong. This, this is the is, only place I feel comfortable now is inside of this crab. And, We're um, crab people. Right. We can't change that. That's what, that's and, what, and, that's what he uh, says. They, they use the legs of the crab to push themselves away mm-hmm. and disconnect from the shore again. Yeah. And they drift out and to sea. And off. And that's, that it's is kind of implied that that's the end of the movie. That's the last. That's, that's the last. That was their, yeah. It, heavy like we said before uh-huh. yeah the wet and the weariest it was quite the film it, it was, was it was really a, a journey. journey yeah yeah uh were there any parts that we that we missed that you wanted to bring up um i thought the the one part that i really liked was when the birds like tried to get to the crab meat mm-hmm. and they, they had to defend the crab meat mm-hmm. from the birds right that was kind of an interesting scene because it showed the dynamic of like the crew working together yeah. right, to like rid themselves of these these pests. Pests. Yeah, yeah and this exactly. Was, this was before the crab wars where Moby got killed, right. so they haven't fashioned any armor. Yeah. Yet, so they're you know they're they're having to fight it, fight these birds, and they're getting pecked at and stuff. But uh, yeah, that scene was that scene in particular where they're like, we need to defend our home. Right. It's kind of the, the first time. Yeah, yeah, they felt ownership of right. of the giant crab carcass that they're. <laughs> floating across the sea yeah it's great it's good stuff very good stuff i i liked i liked the scene near the end when when it was the anniversary of them uh washing back on shore and how edward arrives first at the crab he walks up to it and he sees like all the the things written on it yeah and it's all just so it's so petty compared to like what the, the crab actually means to him yeah. and to his crew and the fact that like this was their home and now it's just this this novelty for all these people. Yeah, this novelty where people just go and they can read a paragraph out. about 10 years of his life, yeah. you know, 10 years of life on a in a paragraph. Exactly. That's Criminal. what he that's what he says. He starts muttering these things that are meaningful. Yeah. 
And it's like, well, all these people have signed their name on the crab. It will never truly belong to them like it belongs to him. Right. It's his crab. It's just a nice little moment of reflection. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. Should we get to ratings? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll give this one. I'll give this one a ten. I don't know. This, wow. Mm, nice. That's. I think that's the perfect ten. First perfect ten we've ever had. Yeah. I think it might be. It was. It's lengthy, but I think it needs to be to really like tell that story. Yeah. To get that story. I mean, that's ten years of these people's lives. Right. And they do the whole thing where it's like. They are on the crab, fade to black. Ten years later, they wash up. But then they kind of retroactively go through all yeah, this go stuff all these things as a retelling happen. it, which is an interesting format for it instead mm-hmm. of just showing it chronologically. Yeah, and I love I love the that it's kind of a metaphor for like pursuing your own dreams. Like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this everybody thought this guy was crazy. Yeah, right. and then he lived ten years on a crab. <laughs> That's, and that's not crazy. That's inspiring. Crazy. Like, yeah, that's, think of, I can't think of a more inspiring thing. Neither can I. Than living I, ten I, years on the back of a giant crab. Yeah. Ask me what the most inspirational thing is. Greg, what is the most inspirational thing you can think of? It's just off the top of my head, I'd have to say a group of five people living ten years on the back of a giant ass crab, and then four of them coming back. Mm-hmm. Four of them coming back. Mm-hmm. It can't always be good. Like just off the top of my head. I mean, yeah, that's inspiration. Yeah. Mm. So perfect ten for me. For the wet and the weariest, Greg or uh, Henry, whoever wants to go next. Uh, well, if I may, I, I mean, I was so touched by this. I'll probably also give it a ten. Wow, I'll give it a ten as well. Why not? This was so beautiful, such a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. I think a perfect ten is the perfect score for it. Anything less than would be, would be just taking away. From... I would be personally insulted if anyone gave this less than a ten. Out and of I 10. would, I would be professionally insulted. Yeah, I would too. Honestly, yes, yeah, I loved this movie. Wasn't it great? It was absolutely great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, I'm with you guys on this one. I have to give it a perfect eight out of ten. Greg, you're really seething over there. You're like, I'm, I swear to God, if I, you're playing with a book of matches under the under the table you're just striking matches and watching them burn down <laughs> you're also making the sound with your mouth while it happens i don't i think eight is the perfect score oh my god what, what was that sound what score is better than an eight a nine or a ten how does that make sense um think of a number all right ten now how is that better than an eight <laughs> All right, you get you catching my drift. So perfect scores all around, guys. I guess I guess right. we'll call it that. My head hurts. Thanks for listening. Um, if, if you want to reach out to us and suggest a movie, uh, like like the Wet and the Weariest, how that was suggested to us, you can reach out via email. At Please do. Cineblixpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, it was a great suggestion. Thank you for the suggestion. Yeah, Maybe or on Twitter. You can reach out on Twitter. This one was from Twitter. Vespucci at Cineplex Podcast. I like this thing where we we all are, keep talking Talk at the same <laughs> time. Well, I'm trying to. I really give like out um, closing out the podcast with you guys. Let's let's close this that one is out really in unison. Experience for all of us. Thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Henry. My name is Kyle McClinsky. Greg Basil. And I'd and like we'll to goodbye. see you next time. Have a good Whatever holiday it's nearest to. Break room at the Cineplex. Break room at the Cineplex. Guys. That is the name. Cineplex. Tell your friends yeah. about it. And subscribe. Tell your friends. Twitter um, slash we'll just close podcast. this out nice and smooth. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs>